Hello and welcome to Rising Above Podcast, brought to you by your host, Georgia Peck. I'm bringing you some of the most inspiring and narrative-shifting stories, opinions and experiences from all over the world. Real and raw stories, from entrepreneurs to health specialists to your everyday being. From fast fashion to mindset and breaking away from the crowd and stepping into your most authentic, thriving self. I'm helping to shift society's narrative and environment with slow eco-fashion, which you can find at risingaboveco.com. Enjoy the episode. Zakia. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's lovely to meet you, finally. It's really nice to meet you, too. Your audio is slightly breaking up. Is it? I'm not sure if it's on my end or on your end. I'm not too sure. Uh, my Wi-Fi is pretty good. Um, it shouldn't be breaking up, though. You might just need... I don't know. Cause can the you vid- hear me fine? Because I think that's all that really matters. I, I can hear you good. fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the video is is the video also breaking up a bit too, or the video is fine. It's just the audio. I don't know why. Okay, that's kind of strange. Maybe it'll be okay because um, if I'm recording it on my end. Um, so yeah, so uh, this is probably gonna be like twenty, twenty-ish minutes. I remember you saying your audience is like a shorter attention span. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because we've got our own podcast, and I just see how many people are likely to drop off before a certain amount of time. I'm like, okay, we have to keep it in 15 minutes, guys, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the case with most people these days. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Especially people... with things like TikTok, which are just like, you've got 15 seconds. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of sad because people, like, just want that hit, and then they're just bored. It's kind of sad. But yeah, we can get straight into it. Um, so I can. Yeah. Are you recording on Anchor or a different? So uh, I'm recording. Just th- I record through my uh, computer. I have a microphone here, um, and I also record through Zoom. So like I have a backup if the audio on the Zoom doesn't work. <laughs> it's like with Anchor, I have used it. I find there's a lot of problems sometimes. Sometimes the data can just be yeah. erased. <laughs> it's like s- scary. So. Yeah, do you usually record through Anchor? We usually do, yeah. But I can understand using Zoom to record instead. Yeah, it's more high quality on Anchor, but I can't plug in my microphone to my phone, so I find it difficult. Yeah, Yeah. bit tricky. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so I'm going to start. Recording in progress. Okay, so hello, Zakia. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so... Who are you and what do you do? So I'm Zakia and I am the founder and CEO of a company or a community interest company called Swap It Up. It's a non-profit organisation which essentially allows young people to be educated on the impacts of fast fashion whilst also giving them a platform to take action. And that is done through clothing swaps in secondary schools. So it students to bring in their old clothes that they no longer wear because they've grown out of them or the style isn't their kind of style anymore and then they get to get tokens in exchange for them and then those tokens get exchanged for other clothes involved in the swap and it's all done at school so you completely like wipe out any sort of traveling carbon footprint because if you think about it you're going to school anyway so whatever carbon footprint there is from that you kind of cancels out because you were going to be going to school to you're going to be going to school anyway and 
so overall it's just about encouraging young people to actually have an outlet to take action on climate change but it also reinforces this idea of understanding the problems behind climate change all the different kind of things and consumerism is one of them and specifically the fast fashion industry and it's something that I've been very passionate about I've been very passionate about fashion I actually originally wanted to be a fashion designer myself when I was kind of in year 10 and I took textiles GCSE and then I was learning more and more about the social and the environmental consequences of it and from there I think it was beginning of year 11 that I started to come up with this idea for a clothing exchange in school and it's kind of just grown from there we've got uh well we had three active schools just before covid and we had 10 in total like signed up to do the program um and then we've had to change a bit during covid because obviously you can't really swap the clothes in schools if schools are closed um and so what we've done instead is we've empowered young people again through our creators program which is all about getting young people to learn about different environmental issues, focusing on fast fashion, but they can learn about other things too, and using that newfound knowledge to create something. So whether that's an Instagram post, a video, an art piece, they have any creative outlet that they want to express this newfound knowledge that they have, and then they use it to then educate other young people. So it's all about this environment of young people educating other young people, and it's quite a nice sort of experience to have and so that's kind of what we've been doing for the last year and then hopefully again in September we're going to be able to start up actual clothing swaps again. That's so impressive. The fact you had that idea in year 11 is like incredibly impressive because I don't know but (laughs) when I was in year 11 I wasn't thinking about anything else about just about just basic studies um so like looking from an outside perspective you seem to have achieved like some really great things already and I believe you're 18 or 19. Yes, I'm yeah. 18. So how how have you managed to achieve all this and like the purpose? You must have had a lot of drive. Yes, I had a lot of drive, but also a lot of support. And I think that's something that's really important is that although it is very much a youth initiative and it is all about young people, there are adults in the background and I'm sure that there's a lot of youth-led initiatives where they have got adults in the background because adults ultimately have helped open a lot of doors. I originally took the idea to school and they were like, no, you should focus on your studies um, because obviously I was going into my final year of GCSEs and they were just like, focus on that. And then I was kind of, it was really nice at home to have my mum as a sounding board actually. And so to utilise the adults around me and she helped me kind of get that foot in the door with the adults and this was kind of just before the whole like Fridays for Future movement kind of started or it just started around that same time. And so it was still at this point where adults were starting to listen to children and young people, but still very wary of it. And I think now there's a lot more openness and going, oh, young people actually know what they're talking about. Okay. But at the beginning, it was quite difficult. So it has been a lot about utilising the support around me, my parents and other environmentalists who are older, but I've been able to put together a board to kind of oversee the company. So we have got six people on the board and that, and they're all adults. And so it's very important, I think, to understand, although it is very much a youth initiative and it's led by young people at the forefront of it, 
needed in the background, um, especially whilst trying to balance my studies as well. Um, and so there's been, I have definitely done a lot, but I would also like to say that there is quite a lot in the background that is happening because of the adults who are able to kind of make it happen. Yeah, I can imagine it's super hard. I mean, I have the same issue with my business. It's like, because we're young, it's like adults don't fully trust us because they might think, oh, like we don't trust their judgment or their knowledge or something. It's super hard. And I often never tell people my age until they ask. And then I ask, like, once they've had a conversation with me, um, that's when they can sometimes ask like oh how old are you by the way and I'll just tell them to like guess my age and it's often like 24 so that's like a good sign (laughs) it's like you want people to kind of listen to you because it's it's, otherwise it's like talking to a brick wall and the people don't trust what you say and it's hard um what exactly and it's sorry Sorry. you go (laughs) oh I lost my train of thought it's fine oh I'm so sorry (laughs) Is that like the only struggle you have like faced or did you struggle like in high school or secondary school as we say in England? Um, so the struggle that I faced with within like Swap It Up has been, there's been a few different things. So at the beginning of kind of the journey of, of first setting it up, there was still quite a bit of stigma around secondhand clothing. And so we tend to actually use more the phrase pre-loved clothing because mm. it has more positive connotations to it. but you have to often go it's second hand that's what it means yeah, um, yeah because people don't always immediately know what it is yeah. so pre-loved clothing is kind of how we try to overcome the stigma but then there's obviously still this idea of being like oh it's not clean it's um someone's unwanted clothes it's like no it's just clothes that people have grown out of and they just can't wear anymore or they just don't want to because it's not their style it doesn't mean it's not wearable and we tell everyone to wash their clothes before they bring it in and then we also advise you to take it home and wash it again yourself and I mean even if you're buying new clothes you should be washing it yourself when you take it home so it's just kind of understanding these are the practices that we have it isn't dirty it is very clean and we try and make it as hygienic as possible and I mean I say hygienic as possible it is hygienic yeah yeah (laughs) it's just wearing clothes yeah and ultimately it yeah, the stigma has kind of faded. There is still definitely a little bit of it around, but there is also this wave of people wearing more thrifted clothes and vintage clothes, and it is nice to see. Um, I would just like to kind of see it being more of a, not just this being my one vintage outfit or my thrifted piece. It's going, you open your wardrobe and you realise that, oh, 70% of my wardrobe is pre-loved. And that's what I do when I open my wardrobe. And the other clothes that aren't pre-loved in my wardrobe tend to either have been necessities that I needed, like basics, um, that are difficult to find secondhand or pre-loved. Or it's clothes that I've had for the last four or five years. And there's like there's no point in getting rid of clothes because it was originally bought new. You need to just be using and wearing the clothes. Mm. That is like the ultimate thing that we should be striving for but another problem that we face more as a on like business side of things is actually funding and the finance side of things and getting a lot of people going oh we wish you luck in everything yes. but then yes. not putting money where their mouths are I it's know like, right oh yes this is what we want to be seeing and going but we're not gonna like help support you, you. Like, <laughs> like yeah 
some people are like, how do we even support you? The best thing to do is to either spread the word or by buying something or like using your service. It's just like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of the time people will talk the talk but not walk the mm, walk. Exactly. It's so easy to do that though. It's so much easier said than yeah. done. And yeah, I found that <laughs> pattern. So one of the things that we need to kind of be saying more of is as well as just the obviously there's people that don't have the capacity to fund things and I completely understand that it's more when I'm talking about funding things I'm talking about people who do have capacity the organizations who do have capacity to fund it and then go eh, we're not going to but you're doing great though. yeah but but cool good luck <laughs> um and then uh the other support that you can give is just you know turn up to swap events not just bringing in clothes but also we want to see you taking clothes away from the events as well because we do get a lot of people bringing in clothes and not so much being taken out mm. and that is always going to happen because perhaps there isn't just what you're looking for there but you do notice lower attendance numbers to the taking things away and I think what we've seen a lot of is people very accustomed to taking their old clothes to charity shops and they donate them but they don't necessarily buy from charity shops yeah I think it's that stigma around it as well that stops people doing that exactly and that again is something that it's going this is a swap this isn't you donating it that's not how you support us you don't support us by donating your clothes you're supporting us by bringing in your clothes and taking clothes away it's a give and take and you get something out of it and you don't have to pay for the clothes because the way you essentially pay for the clothes is by just bringing in other clothes yeah so it's really a financially viable option for people to buy clothes or i'm saying quotation marks buy clothes um so it's just we need to kind of start changing the way that we kind of view how we consume essentially yeah and what was like i guess the point where you had enough motivation and drive to realize i need to be the one to make a change like because like people think oh the environment like right now there's a lot of fires around like the world but people think oh my gosh this is really bad but they don't do anything about it like in the way that you are doing what will kind of drove you to make that point of like okay this is an issue i need to do something about it like did you get that well i originally was like oh yeah climate change this is something that needs to be like solved or whatever and people change needs to happen and so it was always kind of there I was very conscious of it um it was actually when the 2018 IPCC report came out so I know we just had another one come out very recently um but the one back in 2018 that said we had 12 years left until we reached these irreversible tipping points which we're now actually seeing as being a bit more daunting and we're actually reaching some of those tipping points already um but that was kind of the moment that and the fact that it came out whilst I was on holiday in Italy and it was a there was a clothing market there and the clothing market was full of pre-loved clothes and so that was kind of the IPCC report came out and was that was my something needs to change to I need to be the one that makes change not saying obviously I'm going to save the world on my own but I need to make change in order I can't expect anyone else to if I don't if that makes sense and at the same time I was on holiday and saw these pre-loved clothes and that's kind of when it went from not only oh what do I do to make change but you know this how. is how I'm going to do it this is that yeah. was the moment that was like oh that's 
and again using the people around me I brainstormed the idea with my mum kind of going oh what about this idea and she went and came back with like logistical things and I was like able to overcome these things and it's really nice to have that sounding board and I'm really lucky to be able to talk to my mum about these things and so it has been really good to have that sounding board because it won't have become the fully fledged idea that it has become because I wouldn't have had that sounding board to be able to go oh what if you hit this brick wall and be able to then overcome that yeah and so that is something that has been really useful to me and I I know that I'm really lucky to be able to be in that position to have had that sounding board and to have got this to a point where I could then take it to school and with the help of her again to actually get it to be where it is and so yeah that, that is the kind of lightning bulb moment was that holiday trip and that IPCC report coming out whilst I was away. That's cool that's that's incredible how there's the opportunity all around and even in Italy which is not even the UK it's yeah to have those ideas can be made anywhere have you ever felt like giving up have you ever felt like I can't do this I'm too young like what am I doing if you've hit those walls like have you ever felt that I mean there have been quite a lot of times where it feels very demotivating such as the again going back to the idea of funding where you kind of get uh, response saying oh no we're not going to accept your application or what have you and then just certain things where it feels like oh I'm doing so much and then something happens and you think but it doesn't feel like it's enough Literally. but ultimately yeah. anything is better than nothing and that is the one thing that's kind of kept me going is just going I can't do nothing I have to at least try I have to do something yeah and so yes there have definitely been times where I'm just like I don't know if I can do this anymore or I don't know like what's the point in doing it but then knowing that well I need to do everything I possibly can do because if I look back in 20 years and I haven't done everything I possibly can I'm going to regret my decisions when I was younger that I didn't do what I knew I could have done um but if I do everything I possibly can do no matter what position we are in in 10, 20 years, I'm not going to look back and regret it because I knew that I did everything I possibly could. Wow, that's so powerful. And on the, on the last note, what advice would you give to someone who feels like out of place, imposter syndrome, like you and me are like, oh, we're super young in business. Like, what would you say to someone who feels like this imposter syndrome? Make it till you make it. <laughs> Fake it till you make embody it. Embody confidence, take on an alter ego, just be whoever that person needs to be to be able to make it happen. Just embody that and embrace that. And I mean, I find it difficult sometimes to actually, you know, talk to people just generally. And um, I found it difficult to kind of make friends um, without it kind of just being, I made one friend and then I joined a group because of that. But then when I go on stage or if I am doing like a talk with you now or different panel discussions, I'm able to just kind of go into a different, it's, it is an alter ego. I don't necessarily have a name for this alter ego, but it's just like <laughs> I am able to embody something Yeah. and just use that as a driving force because I know, again, that it's one of those things where I need to do everything I possibly can. The 
this is one of the things that I know that the more I speak out, the more I get my message heard, the more impact that I will have. And so it's really just by living by the phrase of fake it till you make it, by whatever means you need to fake it until you make it. Mic drop. That is a great way to end this incredible conversation. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing that. And yeah, I would say like best of luck, but I know you're going to do great things anyway. Like I know you are thank like you. with your drive. It's... And thank you for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. Like again, I want to create a platform where people can spread their message and help people leverage their business because I know how much it's important to have that. And yeah, you have my support fully as another small sustainable business owner. Thank you so much, and I am constantly like supporting you and like following you on your like Instagram journey and everything. And yeah, it's been really good. And I do still like little things that you do on like your Instagram story sometimes, <laughs> and want to embody more kind Aww. of what you do through that as well. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. Recording stopped. Okay. And don't forget to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And I shall see you in my next episode. Don't forget to make it your mission to do something kind for you today.